0: Welcome to Courage and Spice. This is the podcast for humans with self doubt. I'll share evidence based resources and teach you proven coaching tools to help you transcend your self doubt. I'm Sas Petherick, a master coach and founder of the Self Belief Coaching Academy. I'm so glad you're here. Let's do this. <music> Hey before we get started today if you're a coach and you're tuning in I'm curious to know how you feel about trauma. If you feel confused about it or a little bit anxious or afraid of it showing up in clients in session or if trauma just feels like something you definitely don't want to touch as a coach I really want to support you. I believe it's crucial for us as coaches to have an appropriate working knowledge of trauma. We don't need to avoid it, nor do we need to respond as quasi-therapists. We just need to know how to recognise trauma, how to take care of ourselves as well as the client, and how to respond from within the container of the coaching relationship. If you're a coach who works in a deep way with your clients and you don't have an understanding of trauma work, this free masterclass is an opportunity to learn an accessible approach to trauma-informed coaching that you can practice to better support your clients. Ultimately, that's why we're all here, right? You know the root causes of self-doubt are often connected to early experiences so it didn't take me long to realize that for me to support my clients in a deep way i would need to get comfortable with trauma and at first i felt completely out of my depth but almost a decade later i now know what tremendous transformation is possible when we stop avoiding anything to do with trauma and just show up for our clients with the clearest deepest presence possible Being trauma-informed massively assists your self-belief as a coach. If you've ever worked with a client you found difficult, if your self-doubt is being activated in sessions, or if you feel unable to help some clients, this masterclass is likely to hold a piece of the jigsaw puzzle for you. I'll share a model for how you can make sense of the psychology of trauma, how to know what the boundaries are so you can hold your clients safely. You're going to walk away knowing how to coach sensitively, without entanglement, within boundaries, and without working directly with the traumatized self of the client. You know, most coach training never even addresses trauma. But multiple studies suggest that as many as 70% of adults experience at least one traumatic event in their lifetime. This means that you're likely to be already working with clients who have trauma in their biography. This masterclass is just a taste of the work we do in the Self-Belief Coaching Academy, but whether you decide to train as a self-belief coach or not, this is value-packed, necessary work. I can't wait to share this with you. All the details are in the show notes, but we'll be meeting at 1030 am british time on thursday the 25th of march and if you can't make it live there'll be a time limited replay available until monday the 29th of march all the details are in the show notes and i hope to see you there So I am here with Julia Goodall and Ray Dodd, who are two-thirds of one of the practice pods in the first round of the Self-Belief Coaching Academy. Their third pod mate, Lisa Mabberly, is unable to make it today, which is a super shame, but we are hoping she gets well soon and we miss her. But um, Julia and Ray, I wonder if you would like to introduce yourselves. Perhaps, Julia, you could start, just tell us a little bit about you and
1: what you do sure thanks Sess. thanks so much for having us um i've been looking forward to this pod chat extended pod chat so i am a psychologist by training i trained in south africa as a clinical psychologist and for about five years i've dabbled with the idea of moving into coaching and so i'm finally doing that and your um course has been the beginning of that for me um, so I work mainly with couples and families and lots about intergenerational stories and kind of rewriting those and changing those. Um, yeah, so that's me. Fantastic. And Ray, I'm a money and business coach. I forgot then. I was like,
2: what do I do? It's because I've just changed it to I'm a money coach and mentor. That's what I have started saying. So I work with women predominantly if, uh, in e-courses and coaching programs and one-to-ones and all of that sort of stuff.
0: Nice. So you guys have come at this work from slightly different angles, right? Your work is is quite different. The reason we are talking is because I really wanted to interview some folks who are in the coaching academy the self-belief coaching academy but you are part of one of the small groups so we put everyone into a triad of three coaches and you meet on a regular basis to practice the tools and support each other and all of that good stuff so I wonder if you can talk a little bit about that experience of having the practice pod like what has that process offered you? It's
2: been really amazing. It's been really lovely to have a space to practice the stuff that we're learning, a place that we can mess up, a place that we can be clunky initially, and then also notice how it becomes more fluid as we go. And I think it's also been just really nice to, I don't know if sense check is the right way to put it, but to kind of go, oh, yeah, I thought that too. And oh, yeah, I'm finding that and have people that work so the way that it works is that one of us coaches one of us is coached and one of us observes so also to have the observers views on it and to have somebody observing your particularly I think when you're coaching when you're in that role having somebody feedback like You know, we would often say to each other, it's just so lovely how you move from here to here. And it felt really fluid with the way you did that. And I loved the way you drew out that question. Mm -hmm. And so as well as and sometimes we would say to each other, you know, you could maybe try this next time. But having the kind of affirmation of what you're doing right That you personally would never get to see, I think, has been really amazing. I've really loved that aspect Mm. of it.
1: I've loved so much that we come from different settings, all of us, um, and that's been felt so complimentary that it's felt we can be expansive in different ways. So we're not just coming up against, you know, similar voices that we're from similar backgrounds. And I feel like I've learned. So, so much from the two of you in terms of style, in terms of how you're present with people, all sorts of things, even just language, because I think I came into this feeling quite uncertain coming from like a psychology world and knowing that and feeling comfortable in that and then stepping into a completely different space. And you know how it is, there's like lingo and, and language that people use. And this felt like a really safe place to be expansive, that you can make mistakes and... Yeah, and play. I think for me, it felt like play. It was safe enough to do that. And that's, yeah, felt actually really special and connecting.
0: Yeah, I I love hearing that from both of you. And I found that myself with different programs that I've been part of. It's been the small groups where I've really been able to relax as a coach. I don't know if you guys have ever done like a fishbowl where you coach people in front of the entire group and everybody gives oh, you feedback.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. It's yeah, like some I've form done of
0: torture. It's a horrid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I always think, what are you doing, teachers? Like, this is just awful. So yeah, for me, it's like so lovely to hear that you felt like that was a really safe and playful process. That's so great to hear. Yeah. And I wonder as well, like, any kind of deep learnings you might have had, just as a result of being students again, right? Because you guys are really, you're both quite experienced practitioners. You've been around for a while. You've been doing this work for a while. You're no stranger, I'm sure, to self-doubt. And so what has been, what has come up for you? What do you kind of think about when you think about your own learning and how self-doubt might have played a role in that.
1: So what's been wonderful for me is that, again, it's been really different language, but I feel like I've connected with old things that I've learned in psychology. And so some of my background in Cape Town was with um, self-psychology, which is like a like a self-analytic strain, I want to say, <laughs> or from Freud. And that's a really gentle approach in terms of psychology. So it's, it's looking at how people build basically defences to protect wounds. And your work feels so similar to that. And so it felt um, really intuitive to me. And it felt actually quite healing because I think sometimes coming from psychology, which is such a deficit model and looks at disease and things that are missing or lacking. And something about this has felt nurturing to me in the sense that it isn't just about deficits and problems and things that are wrong with you. It's about, okay, how do we understand what's going on here? How does this make sense? And then the next step feels so important to me is, and now what do we do? Where often I feel like that's that's missing. We make sense of what's happened to them in the past, but then we leave them and say, well, "What's next?" So, yeah, that's always been the reason why I never went down the therapy road is because it
0: never felt additive or generative. And I know that there is therapy that does that, but that certainly that some of the training that I've been part of, it just felt like, let's bask in the trauma and talk about the bad things that happened. But
1: then there wasn't a lot of equipping. Like, what's next? And it's funny you use that word, because that's what I've written. The words that I take from this course are gentle and generative. And that's, yeah, that's what I really, it felt really healing to me, actually.
0: And I wonder, Julia, if you want to talk a little bit about if that has impacted your own experience of self doubt?
1: Oh, definitely. I think that I'm gentler with myself as a result, that I see it, and especially because I'm doing something new. So I'm deep in this <laughs> self doubt and it's showing up like all sorts of material for me at the moment. And that's been really soothing to go, okay, this is what's happening for me right now. What other parts of myself can I pull in here? What other parts of myself, like resource wise, what can I do? So that's felt really containing.
0: And Ray, what about you? I think
2: one of the big things for me has been around Mm self-trust. So being able to, so in my coaching, one of the reasons I wanted to do this course particularly was that it's trauma-informed. And in the past, I've been so aware of the trauma aspect that I've been really like, well, whenever it turns up, I'm like, oh my gosh, I mustn't touch that because I don't want to cause harm. And so I really wanted to get clear on you know, what actually were my boundaries there, because really my boundary was just like, no, 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 mustn't do it, mustn't touch it. And actually, it's been so interesting to me to find that I can do more than I thought in that Mm. space. And I know what not to touch. And I know I've always referred on very readily. And I'm always really happy to do that still. But finding that I can, you know, do more for my clients than I thought I could. And that's been, so in that that kind of trust of myself rather than a, oh gosh, oh, I mustn't. And the way that my self-doubt kicks in around that. And that's not just, it's just an obvious example with the trauma aspects, but like it's true in lots of spaces within this where I've been like, oh, I can actually speak to parts of my clients that previously I thought I couldn't. That kind of trust of myself and of my knowledge. And it's been really amazing for me. Just it's left me... I don't even want to say a more confident coach particularly, but because confidence sometimes feels a bit I don't know. Confidence sometimes feels a bit like it comes and goes.
0: Yeah. But like
2: trust it's felt left me trusting myself a bit more, which feels much more solid than confidence.
0: I'm with you. I purposefully don't really use the word confidence. I much prefer self-belief. Feels softer to me. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that we talk about a lot is because some of the root causes of self-doubt are often in hurtful, hurtful experiences or traumatic experiences and so you know all of the time we're thinking about what's the potential for our clients to be in a state of traumatic memory or how they may respond to different approaches or different inquiries from a place of defensiveness and you know really severe protection of themselves and so our our approach in the academy is very much that we can recognize that and our job is to draw out the healthy self of the client And I wonder, like, how has that approach, that's something we've talked a lot about, right? How we get entangled with our clients. I wonder how that has impacted both of you as you start to perhaps integrate some of this work into your own practice.
1: I feel like I'm going to be repeating something that I just said. I don't know if that's helpful, but for me that drawing in the healthy self feels like, again, such a gentle way of inviting parts of people that are actually already present. They're already at the table, but they've been drowned out by the kind of shouting of self-doubt. And I mean, I sometimes say to clients like the bigger, the noise and the bigger, the kind of drama around things means often the bigger the wound. And it feels like, we are holding self doubt's hand here and saying, It's okay, you can simmer down a little bit and see who else see who else is here and that's what I loved so much. So it's again not saying, Well, don't do that and don't have those behaviours and Um, let's see how we can work around those behaviors it's not about that it's saying okay it's here and Ray actually you say that so beautifully you talk about that often you say okay I see you I'm inviting this part of myself to come and sit down I mean we've talked about that in our practice pods and it feels like that it's like you're just inviting all the parts they're all here most of them are messy that's okay
2: (laughs) it's really funny because you say in the course the poem the Walt Whitman poem the um I contain multitudes like Do I contradict myself? Indeed, I do, for I'm large, and I contain multitudes. That's a slightly vast diversion, but yeah, that. And I think uh, it's funny when you said it that week, a coach I was working with at the time had said it to me that week as well. It was Mm -hmm. one of those things where you're like, it was I just everywhere I went, it was like that quote. And I think that the way that the course and the tools that you're giving us create space for people's largeness and their contradictions, and the way that. You know, because I obviously I'm working with people around money, and often (laughs) like something my clients say all the time is how one minute they're like, yes, I am the best at this, I can do this, and then literally like they turn around, they're like, I think I'm the worst, I think I should just stop, I'm awful, (laughs) and we the way that we go on that kind of like roller coaster and things, and I think the healthy self chat within that is so helpful to remember that you can be feeling all manner of feelings so quickly. And yet there's this other bit, version of you, this, or not a version, this other part of you yeah. that's constantly there too. Yeah, And I think that really helps in terms of the entanglement stuff as a coach to remember that about m- myself as well.
0: Yeah, because so often I think when our client self-doubt mirrors our own, and that's so natural that we have that, right? Because often we follow a path of coaching that's about our own healing. So it's almost like we have get the double whammy, right? And yeah, so that that idea of like really being aware of where we, our own self doubt gets tangled up with the client's self doubt. I'm curious to know what you are planning to take into your into your work and into your practice as you integrate these tools. We're we're just about coming to the end of the academy program what are you excited about using in your practice
2: so much of it I'm already using we talk about like now the protector is something that's just talked about in my courses like everyone's like that's my protector which is something that we get from there and that's gone down it's so interesting like trying it in different spaces and seeing I'm about to launch my money mindset course plenty and I'm bringing some stuff into that, like some of the stuff that we talk about in the early modules around the protector and things like that. Equally, and I've just relaunched sell that thing, and I'm rewriting that. And we did a module on conflict. And I did, the week we did the conflict module was the week that I did free workshop. And it was just three simple ways, I think it's called cool to start selling right now. I'm not very good at short titles. It was like something long. And um, <laughs> in the during the workshop, people were like... Um, they, they write stuff in the comments and a lot of the stuff they were talking about, I was like, this is conflict. Mm-hmm. Like in your selling, your one of your fears is there will be a conflict. Like I shouldn't be charging that much or they think I think I'm better than I am and they're going to tell me and it's going to be like this thing. And so I've added conflict stuff in there that we've been learning about. So there's, and then in my one-to-ones, I'm using it as well. There's one client now that I, I almost in my head refers to as like my SaaS client, because we just do a load <laughs> of, <laughs> like we're just using loads of the tools and other clients yeah. I've not used it as much. Post, I think it tends to be, because I coach and mentor. Yeah. So sometimes in the coaching, if I'm coaching more with a client, it's coming up more and obviously the mentoring less so. Mm. But yeah, so loads of things and it's so interesting for me. It's one of my favourite things in life to learn something, whether it's from a book or a course like this or a podcast and ask myself, how does this work within what I do? How does this integrate with my work? I adore like joining the dots like that. And so I'm thoroughly enjoying looking at where it's fitting in and it's in so many places already.
0: That's fantastic, right? That's so cool to hear. Yeah, I love it love it so much. And what about what about you, Julia?
1: So I actually see that in Ray's because I'm doing her mastermind and sometimes I just can't help but grin because it's all the stuff we've talked about in our pod and then it's so beautiful and natural and it's so sort of integrated. And I love seeing that and I often just want to put up my hand and say, so, I love that. <laughs> so um, in my work, I'm so interested in how there's so many moving parts in relationships and how It's kind of a miracle that we have relationships at all sometimes because I feel like there's so much going on for people and, you know, you have these two worlds kind of colliding um, at any one time and in families you're just adding more and more people, you know. So I'm so fascinated in conflict around when self-doubt is talking to self-doubt as opposed to healthy self talking to healthy self and sort of inviting that conversation, particularly between couples, And again sort of gently bringing in stories of how did we get here and why does this happen for you and you like i'm not behaving like this because i'm a crappy human but like here's some understanding about you know where i am in this yeah so for me it's a little bit around like taking people into the light with that because often there's a sense of what's going on for other people but they're just clashing up against each other all the time So, yeah, for me, the self-doubt stuff is really important in relation.
0: It's almost like recognizing how in relationships we get entangled with our loved ones, with our friends and our partners because our self-doubt gets tangled up with their self-doubt and then we're all in the mode of protection.
1: Yeah, and particularly, I think, with couple relationships because... I mean, those, we know that those mirror our early attachment relationships. And so often there can be all sorts of interactions that are happening already. And so it's a particularly vulnerable kind of interface. So, yeah, it feels like a really important place to play as well. So fun. I yeah. wonder,
0: like, what would it, either or both of you, what would you say to someone who's listening, who's a coach, who's thinking, I have self-doubt and I have clients with self-doubt? And they may be thinking about joining the program. Like, what would you say to them?
1: Just do it. (laughs) Just do it.
2: (laughs) There's Um, been so much to like, so one of the things that I was going to say earlier when we talked about pods, one of the things that, and I can't believe, you know, I can't believe I didn't think this through. Like, of course this was going to happen, but I don't think I fully factored in what the course would do for me when I mm -hmm. signed up. Like I should have done because I know that coaching, (laughs) I know (laughs) that like, um, coaching training like you you learn this stuff about yourself but um so aside from like the tools that I've got and the kind of experience of of learning that stuff there's also been like my own self-development has been fast-tracked just enormously from sometimes very uncomfortably getting so (laughs) up close and personal with my self-doubt and my whole concept of myself and all of those things so I think self-doubt is all over the place like it's so, yeah. in so much stuff where it's not being mentioned and yet it's one of the driving forces behind the places that clients are getting stuck and are finding themselves not sort of showing up in the world in the way that they want to and so yeah just like it's a foundational part of or it needs to be of so many coaching practices
1: I agree I feel like where they are breathing humans self-doubt so (laughs) it can be applied yeah to wherever people are I think I've loved the um the community of it so so much and I wasn't expecting that you know like I was expecting learning and and I knew it would be good because it's you SAS, so I had no sort of doubts about that and I probably had pretty high expectations but I've still just been totally blown away by the learning that happens in community as opposed to on your own and that sort of growth, I think you can't replicate in a book or um, you just can't read that knowledge. You know, it's like deep learning knowledge. Yeah, I've loved the community aspect.
0: Yeah, me too. I think that's part of the, the learning I've had because, of course, this is the first class I've run. Right. So I was sort of learning alongside everybody about what it means to take this body of work that I've spent 10 years developing and make it manageable, you know, to be kind of absorbed and, and digested by you all. But it has surprised me, like, how sustaining and nurturing this coaching community has felt, especially as we've all been in lockdown. I don't know about, about you both, but I've always found self-employment to be a pretty lonely old journey. and And I think sometimes I forget that actually... It's often in these communities that we can meet kindred spirits.
1: Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I didn't even realize how lonely I'd felt, sort of work wise, until entering this and entering your mastermind. That it's also felt really, really important in terms of connection with other people. And yeah. So.
0: And um, I think that's one of the things I've always found with us as coaches because we can be quite healthily obsessed I think with our own development and it can often be quite hard if you don't have other people in your life that are equally as intrigued by this kind of work that that almost adds to the loneliness like not only are you self-employed but you're also doing the kind of work that it can be hard for others to relate to.
2: I was saying this on the (laughs) call today I'm such a deep like I just go so deep so quickly with people conversationally. I'm no good at it. Like, I need them to be interested in it too, selfishly, just because I, I, yeah, I just don't
0: know what else to talk about. I sometimes really, really struggle, like at the hairdresser, when someone starts asking, Where are you going on your holiday? And I'm like, Tell me your deepest
1: fear. <laughs> let's go straight in. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. have a more interesting conversation. <laughs>
2: like, what are you earning and how do you feel about that? <laughs>
1: Oh no! I've got a sign on my head. People will still tell me their deepest, darkest truths, and I feel the opposite. I'm like, I'm at, I'm at the hairdresser now. <laughs> I just want to kick back for a few minutes. <laughs> That's probably way healthier, to be honest. I don't, I don't
2: know. People don't love it when I ask that question. I'll be like, Oh God, yeah, sorry. I uh, shouldn't have asked that, should I? Yeah, I feel I live on Instagram. I thought it was alright.
0: I can always claim like a cultural anomaly you know because i sound different so people go oh you're slightly weird so that's okay because obviously you do think differently where you're from
1: <laughs> totally it's such a relief sometimes people are like oh that's just because she's south african yeah <laughs> <That's>
0: what... <laughs> you've got no excuse right <laughs> <laughs> i'm just, just odd. that'll be it <laughs> hey i um, such a treat to chat to both of you thank you so much
1: for being here You, thanks so much sass
0: Thanks for being part of the Academy and putting your faith and trust in me. Oh, yeah. It's been
1: amazing. Thank you.
0: If you already work as a coach, a mentor, counsellor or therapist and self-doubt is impacting your clients... I want to invite you to consider joining the Self-Belief Coaching Academy. This is a proven and original approach to self-doubt, honed, tested and refined with hundreds of real-life clients. I'm constantly delighted by the potential that's unleashed when clients find out who they are underneath their protective self-doubt. Helping people to cultivate that robust self-belief doesn't happen by chance. It would be my total pleasure to support your coaching development. The spring class opens soon and you can sign up to find out more at sasspetherick.com sbca.